What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy's Hop believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy. And let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. We have got Darielle joining us today on the podcast. She is in Incredible. So listen up. If you um, identify as an athlete, a wellness professional, or an entrepreneur, because Darielle is here to blow all of our minds. She's a business lawyer based in Toronto and the founder of two companies, All Legal and All Contracts. All Legal is a boutique law firm that services athletes, wellness professionals, and entrepreneurs. And she understands this world because she herself is an athlete. She is incredibly passionate about fitness, incredibly creative, loves to write, and is such an advocate for understanding legal jargon and also protecting her clients. So in addition to All Legal, she also recently launched All Contracts. All Contracts gets me real excited. So listen up everyone who is an entrepreneur, a wellness professional, an athlete, This is an online shop of downloadable, easy to use and easy to understand, and affordable legal contract templates for Canadian entrepreneurs. I don't know that this exists anywhere else. You can literally go to her site and download these contracts and be able to use them so that way you are protected as an entrepreneur, whether you're hosting a fitness event, you're doing influencer work, you're writing a song, you have a a competition to go to as an athlete, whatever. Honestly, I feel like she's got everyone covered. Um, and she understands this world because she has lived it. This is such an awesome, awesome conversation. I don't think it's one we've had yet on this podcast. I think it's needed. I think it's so important to protect ourselves and our creative passions and our side hustles so that we can go and do what we do the best way we know how to do it. Okay, that's enough of me talking. It's time to bring in the expert. I know nothing about legal contracts, legal jargon, and it's something that I have to deal with on quite a regular basis. And I know I'm not the only one. This is something that a lot of people in our community have to deal with because hello, there are some incredible entrepreneurs in this community. And today we have a pretty amazing guest who's going to shine a spotlight on how she's doing things differently in the legal world. And there's also an environmental component that I'm super down with because, hey, we all need to step up how green we're being because we only have one Mother Earth. So thank you so much for joining the podcast. Hello, Darielle. Hi, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Yes. This is cool because (laughs) obviously, I mean, you're a lawyer, which is so rad. But what I love about 
what you're doing is you're kind of doing things differently. I haven't really seen um, what all legal is doing. I haven't really seen it anywhere else. And I, I feel like you're the best person to probably talk about it. So give everyone a bit of a lowdown of what all legal is all about. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a fan of creating a space for yourself to feel, you know, authentic. And I am, like we kind of talked about offline, I'm passionate about fitness, I'm an athlete, I'm a creative first and a storyteller. So um, when I kind of didn't find that I fit into, you know, big law and Bay Street, I didn't want to sacrifice my legal career. And so I thought, what better way um, to work every day doing what you love than working with communities that you love. And so that's how it kind of, I guess I saw a problem. And then I with myself and a little bit of an opportunity and then decided to create all legal in 2017. Um, so all actually stands for athletes, artists, wellness professionals and entrepreneurs. And it was just this really beautiful, natural transition where I'd be in running groups or talking to my friends who were artists. And I kind of got to work with my own community and in a way that that resonated with me. So you, t- you touched on the environmental um, aspect. So creating, you know, like a paperless firm, writing contracts that were in plain English that people could feel good about using. Um, And so that's kind of how I began and doing education and workshops for entrepreneurs who felt really intimidated by the law in the process. And so kind of just built from there. And then I launched all contracts in September 2020 amidst the pandemic as another layer of providing accessible legal at a much lower price point and for entrepreneurs across Canada. Um, So we can talk more about that. But that's kind of the why I started doing what I do. It's just amazing that you were able to find a way and to create a space where your passions could live cohesively and you could focus on what you love to do every single day rather than going to a job where maybe, yes, you're passionate about law, but the environment didn't feel supportive of who you are and the lifestyle you want to live. And so you created a space for yourself, which is so inspiring, but I imagine also very daunting and very scary. Um, so take me back to when you were in like, I'm putting air quotes here, like Bay Street Law. What was it about that environment that maybe didn't feel quite aligned with who you are as a person? And what was that kind of transition into creating your own space? Like, was there any nerves, any anxiety around that? Or were you just like, I got this, I got a dream, let's go. <laughs> Oh, I'd be lying if I said I was like, you know, knew exactly what I was doing. Um, So I guess to put some context, I wasn't just on Bay Street. I was actually doing criminal defense and I was working at Greenspan, which is one of uh, the top uh, firms in the country. Um, So I just felt incredibly uh, stimulated, you know, I guess academically and doing the work. But yeah, the burnout was real, just such late nights and... I really felt like I had to, you know how people wear many hats. I really felt like I had put all of my other hats away. I wasn't nourishing any of my other hobbies or passions and especially on the creative side. And I was just more of like a miserable person, you know, and, and resentful. So I actually loved the firm. I loved doing what I was doing, but I realized I just ultimately wouldn't be happy. And so um, it wasn't this, like, I have this master business plan and I'm going to do this thing. It was more of a I took time out to like really reflect on what I needed. And then I have a background in branding and strategy. And I just thought, "Mm, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But this is the fun 
project to kind of create a firm, brand it, create a website. And I kind of just had like very low expectations, to be honest. And I, I was like, if it doesn't work, then I'll leave law or something because I just knew I couldn't stay in like the big, you know, suit culture it just even like the dress I just really think that's such an important part of any job and I just didn't feel like myself in my own skin you know I live in athleisure now and it's great and I do good work and I work with amazing people so to answer your question so nervous had no idea what I was doing and nobody taught me the business side of things I knew the law um so that was a journey for sure I really want to commend you for realizing that the path you were on, even though you really loved the work, was leading you in a direction of burnout where all your other amazing hats were kind of tucked away because you were forced to wear one all the time. And as a result, your self-care rituals kind of took a backseat. And, you know, we talk about it all the time on this podcast and it's a very, you know, common little slogan, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And it sounds like even though your brain was really stimulated by the work that you were doing, your cup, your personal cup was kind of running on empty and oh, bone dry, you know, no one, right? <laughs> bone bone dry. dry. not even a drop. And, you know, hearing that you, you have an athletic background and you're an athlete, my goodness, I imagine that you were craving nourishment in so many of those areas where you just didn't have the time to kind of focus on yourself. And instead you had to give your all to this career. Like, I'm just trying to imagine what that would have been like. I imagine that was probably a really hard decision, right? But yet here you are, you get to wear athleisure every day. You do good work. You work with some amazing athletes and entrepreneurs and creatives, and you're still doing law and you're kind of doing law in a way that's making it more palatable and more understandable for the everyday person like myself, because contracts and the way that they're written sometimes I'm like it's like you're trying to turn my brain into mashed potatoes like I am trying my best to understand here without in perpetuity but I'm on what is going on like can you not just speak yeah normal language no I know and that's part of it which makes no sense to me because wouldn't you want both parties to understand and then you could really hold them to the terms because it's in English and that's really how I how I go. And, and it's funny because um, when I was learning about business law before I opened my own firm, um, I guess my boss or mentor at the time was like, well, you don't have to choose one or the other because I think I was actually telling him about Robin Arzon, who was like, like a mentor of mine at the time, like Peloton wasn't even public yet, but I knew her story. I'm like, she's this OG runner from New York and she was an attorney and then she went to fitness and she was kind of this I don't know, I guess inspiration in my head. And he was like, yeah, but you don't have to not do law. Like you could do both. And and that really realizing that I didn't have to choose one or the other, I could m- meld them was really, I guess, gave me that, that um, realization that, hmm, yeah, I can make this work. Oh my God, I just want to take a moment to celebrate Robin as well. For anyone listening who's like, what? Incredible, incredible individual. Um, I fell in love with Robin through Peloton, one of the instructors, but you're right. She has this beautiful story and she's so proud of her story and so open. Definitely check out um, Robin's IG if you want a little daily dose of inspiration. And it's cool that you mentioned Robin because we all have those people um, or those pivotal moments, sometimes we don't even have to meet them face to face for them to have a big impact in our lives for us to kind of take a step back and be like, oh, like maybe there is more and maybe it's actually okay for me to want more and to go after what I wanted to create this space for myself. Yeah. And it's funny because 
I was resisting it, I think for a long time, I actually did acting and I did branding and I did like so many things in the arts. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm just doing this, you know, using my type A brain and that's my life. And the second I kind of stopped resisting, things really do like, I guess it sounds very woo woo, but they, they really did flow. And the work didn't feel hard. And I like the right clients kind of came in and the brand kind of naturally, you know, evolved. So it's been a so, really cool experience for sure. So I'm curious, your cup, it was bone dry before. That wasn't that long ago, you know, <laughs> like four years. How, how's your cup doing now? Yeah, it runneth over now. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen, <laughs> there's always, you know, working as a freelancer or if you have employees, whatever your situation is, there's always issues. And don't get me wrong, I worked... I work just as hard now because working for yourself means you're always working. And now I have two businesses and, you know, um, but yeah, in terms of like the cup of self-care and like that joy, I mean, I was teaching spinning while being a lawyer. I was doing so many other things that I would never have been able to do in a traditional law job, maybe in another job, but like not as a criminal defense lawyer, like there's just no chance. So yeah, yeah I'm really grateful and I feel a lot a lot more satisfied so yes I love hearing that well I'm so like happy to hear that like it is working out the cup is running over and I think it's really cool that at awe which so cool that it stands for athletes artists wellness and entrepreneurs I might be mixing up a couple of things but yeah. it's so cool that, that yeah, you got it your niche um and that you know, within your firm, you help establish business goals and protect fellow athletes and creatives and entrepreneurs by helping draft relevant contracts. And that the motto at your firm is simplicity and transparency while ensuring maximum protection and legal compliance. And that to me feels like such a beautiful combination of kind of things to stand behind because we need we need to be protected as entrepreneurs and athletes need to be protected and wellness professionals need to be protected. And sometimes it feels like a very lonely road to go down being an entrepreneur. I'm sure you've even felt that doing your own thing, but like you've got, you've got people's backs, you know? And I think it's, I'm curious like where that comes from for you to be kind of of one with your clients, kind of like really true, truly wanting to protect them and also to educate them along the way. Yeah, I think that comes from really genuinely being in their shoes. And so a lot of people tell me, you know, I make things easy to understand and I'm approachable. But I think that's just genuine because I've been there as much as I know the law. Like I said before, I didn't know how to run a business. And when I deal with my accountant, I'm just as intimidated and like, oh, God, what's happening, right? Like numbers are not my thing. So I can empathize with how people probably feel dealing with a lawyer. So for me, it really is education first and just creating that like no questions, a dumb question. And um, I, I do these workshops and stuff, even with people who are just maybe have a side hustle or they're really, they haven't taken the leap yet, but just so that, you know, when you sit down to have a conversation about intellectual property and assignments of rights and licensing, it's not just going completely over your head and then you're, you're entering into contracts that are going to have bad repercussions for your profession down the road. So um, I guess I just feel like it's an underserved community as well. And often um, people are taking advantage of like, oh, they're just an artist or a freelancer or whatever, unless they're a big name. And so 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it just comes from feeling connected to mm-hmm. to the community. So it obviously makes me care to like do a good job and, and explain things and offer, you know, support in a way that feels just genuine, I guess. Yeah, like genuine and authentic is like the words that like are kind of resonating in my brain while I hear you talk. Because you know, you are an athlete, you are a creative, you are an entrepreneur, you are all of these things. So you have lived experience in all of these worlds. And I think for a lot of people who maybe do this as a side hustle, it's, you know, the finances, usually when it's a side hustle, like maybe you're super lucky and it's just raining money. But that's the other thing that is sometimes a barrier with hiring a lawyer is it can be really, really expensive and daunting and intimidating. And I think it's cool that you're kind of putting the power back into the client's hands by encouraging them and empowering them to level up their own education so that they can go into these spaces feeling confident or at least a little bit more confident with some of the language. So with the, some of the clients that you've worked with, what has been some of the feedback of the way that they've been able to level up in their own lives because they have the backing of rock solid contracts that A, they can understand, but also protect them? Yeah. So a lot of my clients, you know, like you said, are starting and there may be a one or two person show. And so they haven't felt the need to have proper legal until something happens. So the best is when I get feedback from my clients that they've used a client services agreement or an independent contractor agreement. And, um, you know, the client is so impressed or they feel that they are um, protected and they've outlined all of the terms that that are important to them. And I think it's just really, it's like insurance, right? It just gives you that feeling of protection, but with a contract, it also has that level of professionalism because when you're, when you're charging a lot of money, you also want to show that you're protecting, you know, yourself, your business, but also your clients. You want that clear level of communication and you're you're setting a precedent on how you do business. Um, And it's an extension of your brand. So I think a lot of my clients just feel good having maybe all of the things that they're so used to writing in an email or over the phone, just having one comprehensive place with all of their terms and conditions and policies. Um, And yeah, I've just got really great feedback for that. And people also just love the language because it is like branded or written in, in plain English. So I've had people be like, I love my contract. And, you know, we, we do it up for them. But, um, but also to your point, like, as I've grown my business, you know, it's not also feasible for me to help everybody and, yeah. and, and things like that. And I think that's why I'm so excited about all contracts, because I think it really breaks that barrier to entry for people who are in the side hustle category or really don't have a lot to spend. But you know, for $75, you can get a waiver and feel protected if you're hosting like a fitness event or something like that. Whereas if you hire any lawyer in the city, that's not what it's going to cost. Right. Oh so gosh, I feel I'm good sure, like, that I can like now a quick level- two minute, like conversation or email, like would be more than $75. Right. But the thing is, is people don't know what like a lawyer can cost. So, um, so I feel good about having kind of two different offerings now and, mm-hmm. And, you know, curating certain contracts specific for these, these um, industries, whether you're a graphic designer or um, a health coach or a life coach or, or hosting retreats. Like I have experience working with clients like this one-on-one, but now I can roll it out in a different way where it's more accessible 
and like a do-it-yourself template shop, mm. which is what all contracts is. Yeah. As I'm looking at all contracts right now, your contract kits are, I mean, you cover so many creative industries from videography to graphic design, to coaching, to kids fitness kit, to interior design, to marketing. It's really just like you're covering so many industries at a really, a really affordable price so that people can feel confident in the work that they do. Um, I just want to also celebrate the fact that all contracts, like as I look at it and hear you talk about it, it feels so revolutionary, but you built this during the pandemic. Like, well, no, it, it launched during the pandemic. Okay, it, it launched during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It was a year in the making of, you know, drafting all the contracts and, you know, hearing you say that when I, I almost don't want the credit because those kits and things are from feedback from friends, clients, people who are like, you know what, I really need a social media agreement or I really want this. So I'm constantly adding. So mm -hmm. that's been a cool process too, where I'm like legit taking the feedback from the people and then creating the kits. So it's a one-stop shop. They feel good. Cause another common question is, I don't even know which contracts I need to get started. And so the kit kind of gives you those base four or five contracts. So you can feel like, okay, well I can start off with this. It's like, there's so much that, that you offer and it's almost overwhelming to even look and at the site because there are so yeah. many components. <laughs> no, not overwhelming in a bad way. Like if you are one of these health professionals, or like a creative or an athlete, like it's so easy to figure out where you want to go. But for me, I'm like, I have so many questions, but I feel like the one of the things that I feel like somebody would want to know is like, what is the one thing people need to know when it comes to like protecting yourself as a creative or as a, an athlete or as a wellness health professional? So I'd say for I'll just talk to creatives first. I'm really passionate about this. So I really loved intellectual property um, as a creative. So if you're an employee of a company, according to the law, the company owns all of your intellectual property. So anything you create content, video writing, right? That's the default. The opposite is true of contractors. So let's say you hire someone to do a logo for you or illustrate something for you the contractor actually owns it unless you have a contract. So if you're a client or you, know, you have a business and you hire and work with freelancers, you wanna be really clear about intellectual property, who owns what. So does that make sense? Is that clear? Is, is that like when you would use language like work for hire and you would kind of indicate who owns it after the work is done? <laughs> I don't know if I'm asking the right yeah. question. No. So work for hire is a U.S. term. We don't use it like as much in Canada, but that's exactly it. So whether you're an employee or if you're just being hired for, for a single job, um, that's exactly right. And so, but you want to be really clear who owns whatever that thing is that you're hiring them for and putting that in, in a con in, in a contract. So let's say you're an influencer, you're working with a brand and they have you, um, you know, taking photos, maybe writing posts, whatever, um, being really clear who owns that content. Does the influencer own it? And they're just allowing the brand to use it for a term, for a license, for a period, or, you know, does the brand own it outright? In which case maybe they would have to pay a bit more money. So there's a lot of room for negotiation. So I would just say for creatives, um, because 
that stuff is less known to being really clear about your intellectual property. Um, and then in the health and wellness space, I would just say to have really solid, um, you know, release and waivers and disclaimers that like, you're not a doctor, you're not diagnosing or prescribing or offering medical advice because nutritionists are not regulated in Canada versus, you know, doctors or dietitians. Um, so being really clear about that. So having really solid disclaimers and same if you're like a personal trainer in the health and wellness space, having disclaimers around results, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't get a six pack after your six week um, program or whatever the thing is. And so it sounds silly, but you know, you want to have all of those terms clearly laid out um, for the client. And then again, all of the risks of injury, hurting yourself, if you're doing outdoor classes, you know, covering traffic laws, equipment. I mean, there's a lot that can go into it. I feel like your face is like, ah. <laughs> my face is all, just because I'm thinking and I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I used to run a run club in Toronto. I'm pretty sure everyone signed a waiver, but I don't know if it was all encompassing. I know on the Healthiest Hot website, we also have a disclaimer. Um, but again, I don't know if I hit all the points. And even with, in my health coaching business, again, there is a disclaimer, but I don't know if it covered all the beats. And this is why I think you are such an angel because as I'm listening to you, I'm like, oh my goodness, we have to make sure that we dot the I's and cross the T's just to be on. And we don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. And what a lot of people say, they're like, Dariel, I'm so embarrassed, but you know, I copy and paste this off the internet or what have you. And, you know, I've seen it all and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We do what we have to do to get started. But I would say that this is something to invest in, you know, like I know you want to do the sexy things like your website and all that kind of stuff, but it's laying the foundation. Um, and again, just, just talking about online templates, you want to be clear, like who wrote it? Are they Canadian? You know, the law is different between us and Canada. So that's, that's a thing. That's a real thing. To okay. consider so we all need to uh we all need to <laughs> chloe's invest. like oh okay <laughs> my uh my heart rate is through the roof right now but it's all good it's all good because all contracts and all legal is here um but for anyone who's listening to this who's also maybe having like a mini panic attack i think it's a good thing right it's a good thing because we're having this conversation there are services out there and it's one thing to be worried about this kind of stuff and realizing like, Ooh, okay, I need to, I, I got to do a little extra work in this department. It's better to do that now than to do it. If like an unfortunate situation happens, you know, someone One doesn't get results after your program or they get injured at an outdoor fitness event, or you are creative. And all of a sudden you realize after the fact that this amazing thing you created, you don't actually own, like, it's better to have all of these icky kind of, confused, scary feelings now and to take action and to be proactive than to kind of realize I'm on the other side. Exactly. And I also think that it seems really intimidating, but if you work with someone who has experience in the field and, um, you know, it's really creating like one solid contract or having, you know, because then it's a template you use over and over again. That's the hope that as your coaching rates increase, you just slot in your different price. You know, maybe you have a question here or there for your lawyer that they're going to bill you, but it's not like an annual fee type of thing. So I think um, I just would think of it more like an, an investment. Yeah. And I think it, like I said, I think it could be, like use as an organizational tool especially if you're onboarding like we have virtual assistant contracts on there like so many different contracts um 
But like I said, it's just a great way to kind of keep track of your own policies. A lot of clients say to me, because I send out little Q and A's before I do like an incorporation or a shareholders agreement. And they're like, oh, we've never even talked about this. We don't know, right? And it's like, well, yeah, because now you're forced to sit down and have these hard conversations of what happens if you one of you wants to leave the business? What happens if, you know, worst case scenario, one of you gets sick or, you know, you kind of cover the worst cases. And I think sometimes having forcing people almost to talk these things through at the end of the day, they're super happy because now they're like, okay, we're on the same page about this. We know what we're going to do. I mean, yeah, it's just like, I'm, I'm just picturing <laughs> like, I, this is so, but this is where my brain just went. Like we have family and they've got little ones and they're like, we need to talk about like our will. Like we just have to talk about it. Like we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to imagine worst case scenario, but like we have to talk about it and then we can take a deep breath and we can go back to being amazing parents to our little ones. And I feel like this is kind of what this is bringing up for me. It's like, oh yeah, like you don't necessarily want to have all these conversations, but it's important. So it's kind of like stepping into the amazing boss that you are, but in like that much of like a deeper connected way. I love that. Yeah. It's stepping into that. Like, this is not a side hustle. This is a real business yeah. and yeah. I'm going to, I have all of these policies and, um, and it's almost like, I always say it's almost like a scapegoat. If something does go wrong, someone wants a refund or you have yeah. something to refer back to, you know, like you have this external guide and if you choose to, you know, offer, you know, waive it or say, okay, this time I, I won't impose that rule, that's up to you. But at least you have the kind of, you know, the precedence and it's in writing and both people signed and um, it's a done deal. You're like a superhero of like legal contracts and I'm picturing this like, <laughs> beautiful cape. And it's just like a quilted like situation of like all these amazing contracts and it's bedazzled and it's gorgeous. And you're just like, I don't know, you're wearing your cape while you're surfing. So I need like to surf and you're wearing your cape when you're running. And like, you're just out here like dishing out capes for everyone with their own like personal contracts so that they can feel even more like a superhero when they go out and kill their days. I don't know what's going on with my brain today, but I'm just picturing some like beautiful stuff with the work that you're doing. I'm all for it. I would love some beautiful cake <laughs> situation. Um, but yeah, no, it makes me happy that it resonates because, you know, you have so many things on the go too. And I know it's like, oh, one more thing to think about. But again, if you just flip that narrative of no, I'm actually good to go. My contract yeah, will yeah. do the talking for me. That's kind of you know, what I want going on. Yeah. It's just like stepping into an, a, more, a more empowered version of yourself as a boss. Um, what made you want to become a lawyer? Because like, you, you know, when you're little, you can choose to be anything you want in the world. And you did branding and marketing and then law. Yeah, definitely do not dream about becoming a lawyer <laughs> as a little girl. Um, no, that was like not on the table. And yeah, I, I didn't, I did like a creative degree and I always loved writing and storytelling and I've done creative writing my whole life, but um, I was working in strategy at an ad agency and I just wasn't like fulfilled as corny as it is. I was like, well, I'm just selling soap or what, you know, I just didn't feel like I was doing anything like helpful. And a friend of mine w was in law school and she was, she just said to me, she's like, Dara, I think you would love it. It's so strategic. It's problem solving. It's writing. 
public speaking. It's kind of all the things you love, but I was like, yeah, but it seems so boring. <laughs> and um, so I honestly was like, okay, you know what? I'll write the LSAT and I'll see what happens. So I was, I remember I would take the TTC. I was living with my parents at the time and I would study for the LSAT, take like my practice tests, and then I would go to work at the agency. And then I wrote, I wrote it and I went traveling and I was like, whatever happens, happens. And I got in to all these great schools and I just kind of was like, you know, I think you don't regret getting a great education. And mm -hmm. I just thought I'll see how kind of first year goes. And then I just, I really loved like learning and I found my passion in, in the IP space and human rights. It was really hard to kind of decide what I like to do, but, um, this has definitely given me so much flexibility now working for myself and um, yeah, like experiencing being a, a business owner, which I never thought was in the cards for me, but now it makes sense kind of in hindsight with all the things I like. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the trajectory, the weird roundabout trajectory. Life is like a weird roundabout trajectory. Like you just don't know where you're going to end up and you just kind of cross your fingers and hope if you work hard and you're a kind person and you say yes to yourself and to life that, you know, some, some beautiful shit will happen. And it sounds like that's, that's exactly what's happening. Um, and I love that now you get to wear all of your hats. So when you're not being a business owner and a lawyer and like helping all of these creatives, what, what does life look like and feel like for you? So I'm, I'm a runner. So definitely like running, training for marathons, whatever. I was teaching spinning when studios were open, which I really loved. It really helped like balance my unpredictable schedule. Yeah. Um, and then like recently I've tapped really right back into my original creativity of, you know, writing and acting. So I wrote a short film and did that. I'm writing a children's book now. <laughs> so really like doing yeah, all the things, always doing all the things. So, um, but that's been really awesome to do that creative writing and mm -hmm. getting back into acting a bit. Um, and even when I'm drafting contracts, that's I think why I love it so much because I find that creative too. But um, yeah, in any sort of movement, adrenaline, surfing, love it, anything like that. How do you do it all? Like, I know this idea of balance, like, I don't know if I believe in it, to be honest. Like, I like to believe in organized chaos. But, you know, <laughs> for anyone listening, they're like, okay, so she's a lawyer, she runs a business, she's a runner, she teaches spinning when she's not doing this, she's writing a short film, she's writing a kid's book, loves adrenaline activities, like, who knows what else? Like, how do you, how, how have you gotten to a place where you can continuously kind of switch between your hats and kind of try to do all of the things that you love? Because I know for a lot of individuals I've spoken to in, in our community who are entrepreneurs, that they've got their work and their side hustle, sometimes it can be very easy to get sucked into that side hustle, to that entrepreneurial life, and kind of feel like burnout is always just right around the corner. That's real. Definitely. And I think like there needs to be context to this, that this is over like a 10 year span, right? Like I think I wrote my children's book like six years ago and then I picked it up and then I put it down. So it's really like this for me, it's just like no, pr because work is so pressure and time sensitive. My hobbies are not. So same with the film. I wrote that so long ago. I flew to Alabama and filmed that in 2018. We've just submitted it to festivals now. So it's like this beautiful drawn out thing. Um, 
So I kind of pick and choose of like what my focus is going to be. I find that exercise really balances my creativity and my, you know, busy work schedule. So especially if I'm on like a training plan or I know I'm teaching. So for me, that's not even, that's a non-negotiable and it just really helps balance my mood and like my structure, my day. Um, But in terms of like all the other things I do, I know it sounds like, oh, she does a million things. Not true and definitely not not all at once. And I just kind of listen to my body. If I'm feeling like writing, all right. If I put it away for two years, then that happens, you know, which has happened. So (laughs) the honesty is real and it is greatly appreciated. It's also just a reminder to, you know, what we see sometimes on social media or what we read in a bio is, you know, it's not the whole story. It takes a really long time to get to a place where your cup can run us over. And um, I love hearing that movement is a non-negotiable. I'm right there with you. It is my saving grace. It is what keeps me yes. grounded and keeps me kind. Um, so I think that's a that's a beautiful non-negotiable. I always say like, it's really important to have your top three. That like, if you can do those every single day, they can be simple, they can be quick, but then you know, like no matter what else happens, at least you, you kind of focus on those three things every single day. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but like healthy is hot is obviously this podcast, this community, but like you're making contracts hot. You're making like legal jargon <laughs> hot. So I really want to thank you for doing what you do. It's my pleasure. And really, I, I hope that we can turn that intimidation into some sense of empowerment and just, you know, understanding there are solutions like that will make you feel like you're protected. And yeah, I'm, I'm always a, a phone call or an email away. And hopefully, you know, there's some good blogs and resources on both sites that, you know, listeners can check out. Um, but yeah, I think that everyone's doing their best. And so whatever contract you can use right now, use, but I would encourage everyone to have things in writing, obviously as a lawyer, but no, this was so fun. And I think um, it's so great that we're living in a time where a lot of people are valuing our, our physical and mental health more. And especially in professions where that's just supposed to be completely, you know, off the table and just, yeah, it is, like you said, if we're not, if we're not feeling our best, like everything suffers. And the last thing, cause I know you like to surf. Where would you like love to be right now surfing? Cause I am a, such a novice. I've, I've, I've surfed a little bit in like Mexico and a little bit in Tofino and that's pretty much it. But I'm like, I, I daydream about surfing. Like I cannot wait to get back out on the water. Yeah. Um, I really love in Guatemala, there's a small beach town. What's it called? Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm blinking and it's so magic and it's really underdeveloped and Good for beginners. I'm beginner too, so yeah. yeah. It's mad, it's yeah. peaceful. It's like one of the few places in life and few times in life where my brain actually like quiets down and I, I like simmer down. So I think that's cool. Oh, I love it. I All love right, it. Cool. Well, thank, thank you so, so much, much for having me. Oh, that was fun. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.